Elliot Kalin, uh, we made you watch the point, the 1971 cartoon about points, I guess. Uh, before we start, I need a major compliment from you, so please say one nice thing about this movie. What I would like to say about the point in a nice way is that it means well, <laughs> and I feel like it, it has a message that's positive, mostly, and <laughs> it, it isn't trying to hurt anybody. I, that is true. Yeah. It is not trying to hurt anybody. I think anybody. it's yeah. a very well-meaning I, I piece lo- of work. <laughs> It took one sentence for you to transition from saying a nice thing to saying something in a nice way. That was, that was how quick you abused the power of this well, compliment. I mean, I could I could tag on to that if I if I might. I mean, go like, for it, because well, I would argue that you know it does mean well and and doesn't try to hurt anyone, which is especially hard for something that has a lot of points in it, right? That is like, true. I've sure. could myself, be very dangerous, you know, like going out for like some cocktail uh, sausages or whatever, and like those are pokey. They might not yep. try to hurt it, but they do. And I don't think this actually... I think this, this effectively did not hurt anyone, I would uh, say. Except that one big boy who tried to sit on the point of a building, and that didn't work out. But <laughs> oh, you're otherwise, right. <laughs> there were a surprising Shit. lack of people getting poked by things that were mostly pointy. Yeah, like if I, had, if I was the safety officer, this whole movie would be the same, except there'd be a little cork <laughs> on each point so that no one would hurt themselves. That's right. Safety first. I will say... Uh, I've- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I had, I had a personal compliment about it. Okay. About it, which is What's that? Uh, that oh, yeah. the, uh, in college, I asked a girl out who was super obsessed with this movie, huh? and she turned me down. Oh. And I know now that if I had, if she had said yes <laughs> and we had a relationship, I would have had to watch this movie a lot. You would have been miserable. Yeah. And I remember yeah. telling her, like, "Oh, I've been obsessed with this thing. The Point. It's this, it's this cartoon from the '70s. It's really interesting." And uh, so, th- thank you, The Point, for being red you, flag. Should have. Yeah, kind of an early warning system. Yeah, or at least retroactively, you know, <laughs> the road you didn't travel down was was a good choice. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine, <laughs> very much. And that that was it. As there Robert was a... Frost said, "It's fine." <laughs> Don't bother going down there. Use the other one. Yeah. Robert Frost. <laughs> the wisdom of the crowd by Robert Frost. <laughs> uh, all right, my 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 compliment is that it's sort of an extension of it not hurting anybody. I actually think that one of the great things about this movie is that. It was showing a truly colorblind society. Every person in this whole movie is orange, except the Count's son, who's purple, and then the kid, Oblio, is white, and no one cares. Like, they're just obsessed with his skull, uh, and not at all about the color of his skin. Yeah, it's not, the color, it's not the color of your skin, it's the shape it's of your, the bumps on your skull that determines It's who your you basic are. phrenology that determines everything <laughs> I mean, about you. That was, that was uh, Dr. King's dream, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah Judge not by the color yeah. skin, but the, the shape of the skull. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. an amateur phonologist. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody can agree on that. There's a lot that's of, where there's the part in the I have a dream speech that a lot of people don't remember where he talked about <laughs> he talked about his dream and he goes, And you can trust me because this side of my head is larger than the other one. And that represents the honesty gland. Mar- Martin Luther King deep cut. Image. Yeah, and he showed the crowd, look. <laughs> It's that classic MLK B-side where he says all the stuff about skull shape. MLK the B-side's all I can... I have been to Chris, the mountaintop and you. I've seen the promised land. And again, my visual glance... You <laughs> tell. Uh, so my Chris, what's your comment? Uh, for the voice acting in this. Or not really the voice acting, but just the voices were nice. I watched the Dustin Hoffman version and Dustin, Dustin Hoffman uh, yes. was the uh, I the think I should have done that. I, mean, he I just actually, I watched. He's our, I, I watched half with uh, Ringo Starr and then switched it to Dustin Hoffman so I could oh. get both experiences. <laughs> and I was let down. I thought Dustin wasn't as good as Ringo. As oh, Ringo? Really? Oh man! Yeah, Dustin sounded like Dustin Hoffman sounded like he was really upset at having to be on this job. No, he just like he was sort of like wishy washy about things in the way that a dad is, and just like, well, what <laughs> do you, what true. do you want? Uh, the story has uh, everything. <laughs> I would Elliot. say I would bet ten ten to one that Dustin Hoffman was hung over when he recorded this. <laughs> Could be. He just did not seem happy. I liked the effect, if nothing else. It is I love the idea actually of having multiple narrators though. I love the option where you can say, Who do I want to narrate this? Well, it's yeah, like they were planning like, for the eventual D V D release, you know, like thirty years before yeah, DVDs came. Different out. audio tracks. Yeah. Which one did you watch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched with Ringo Starr. It wasn't okay. until after I watched it that I f- saw the other versions. Okay. Uh, and so uh, yeah. I wish that I had switched halfway too, so it was like halfway through the mom divorced the dad and a new dad <laughs> <laughs> trying to <laughs> <laughs> I was taking the bath 
Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV. This Each week we pick a topic reviewed by, selected by one of our generous sponsors, one of our fabulous Meat Buddies. We start and end every show with a compliment. It's called The Compliment Sandwich. I'm Alex Falcone on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, son, you don't have to have a point to have a point, you dig? <laughs> that was cool, oh, Judge, right? That was, uh, that was basically the coolest, jazziest rock troll in the history of <laughs> cool, jazzy rock trolls. I've seen you frozen. <laughs> and, well, yeah, rock trolls and frozen are the worst. Yeah, but, well, and, yeah. And, but they're and also never in, never in any story. Kind of a downer, yeah. right? He's yeah. like, oh yeah, I tried to hold on to my friends, they all died. <laughs> Boring. You get the add a pair of sunglasses the, to them, and you know, yeah, it's super cool. cool. We'll the rock, the rock trolls in in Frozen were the ones who were like, look, I know you've got this magic power, just ignore it. Yeah, you just sit go away for a while. Yeah, that look was at their what whole we can strategy. do. Oh, she hurt her sister with her freezing powers. Instead of teaching her how to use them, I guess we'll try to make her forget she had them. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite that of the That always X-Men works. Story. <laughs> Hide it under it's a like bushel. Professor X, frozen. Like, uh, Cyclops came and was like, oh, every time I look, lasers come out of my eyes. Well, uh, let me make you forget it. Yeah. So yeah just just, just, just smacks him outside the head. <laughs> try not looking. Try, try not doing that. Also joining us today, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in Northern California. It's Ezra Fox. Um... You know, uh, I honestly, how do we ha- how do we not have more like casualties from triangle toss? Because that seems like the most dangerous game. Yeah, it's I like thought the most dangerous game up. was man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you're flinging points at other people's heads, you're basically playing that game, are you not? Oh, I guess that's true. You're <laughs> okay. hunting people. <laughs> so he's like, hey, let's play triangle toss, and like they didn't realize they were trying to kill Oblio. Like, yeah, like that was the actual point. I, triangle Toss looked like also uh, a really boring game. It was like you toss it and then you put your head into it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a referee for some reason. Perfectly, a very boring game. <laughs> <laughs> How would you guys spice up Triangle Toss? Uh, oh. Let's see. I think uh, more like Quidditch, where you have people who are just trying to beat other people up with secondary triangles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would just be very a lot helpful. of unrelated violence. Yeah, I put it on ice too. Story. Yeah. Yeah, oh, on ice. Yeah, everybody's ice skating. <laughs> yeah. You realize if the point had That's... been really po- successful, there would be a, the point on ice at some point. Ooh. There would. Oh. There, all college teams would play, and college kids would like play the point triangle toss game. Yeah. Yeah, and you have like Christy Yamaguchi be... doing spins as Oblio. <laughs> <laughs> How far she's fallen. <laughs> Um, There's not a lot of call for ice skaters in today's economy. You're an athlete or you're doing, you're playing Oglio. That's true. (laughs) Not recession proof. Uh, Also this week, you guys, you've heard him already. We have a very special guest. He's at Elliot Kalin on Twitter. The last square in our Flophouse hosts bingo card. Mm -hmm. Wow, you mixed some metaphors there. But I like it's a bingo Uh, card with three squares on it. (laughs) No, no, I was picturing it. There's just a lot of free spaces. Oh, I see. just the three of you guys, and then everything else is a free space, so we just needed the one. I guess we could have just combined five free spaces, and we would have won that way, too. Oh, well. Or anyway, like now we've won three. in our New York studios. It's Elliot Kalen. I tried as hard as I could to stay away, but you, you, got, you brought me yeah. in eventually. We finally got you. Thank you very uh, much for and... having me, last. <laughs> well, very thanks busy. for finally not being know. as busy. That's true. You managed to find, you managed to to uh, ask me at the time when I was no longer busy, which was excellent. Could this have just been like a long con of we like we like whispered in John Stewart's ear like you know like several years ago? We're like, hey, we'd really like to get Ellie on the show. Can you maybe like retire at some point and we'll like schedule him then? <laughs> and he was like, oh, th- you know what? Okay, give me a year <laughs> and a half. <laughs> we'll make this happen. I, I'm glad we got you. We, we've been trying really hard to get uh, all of Trevor Noah's staff, and they were just really busy. So, oh, oh well, that's okay. Sure, that's, I mean, they've got this whole show to put together, and I'm just kind of yeah. sitting around. I'm not really doing much. <laughs> just catching up on Hannibal, but you know, is that good? Oh, it's great. Oh, really? It's cool. So gruesome, yeah. but it's a really good. It's so okay. arty and nice. gruesome. It's a. It's like a TV show made by like a depressed teenager. Oh, but it's but in a in a good way. Like it's a really good show. Nice in a good way. Yeah. The, uh, the, I like like sorry. a really talented depressed teenager with a huge budget. Incredible, talent. and of course, Mads Mikkelsen's in it. He's yeah, amazing. he's awesome. He's fantastic. Yeah, I'm mad about Mads. We all know that. Yeah, is, we is he? <laughs> I do 
just see you and Mads like having like a, a play argument at the kitchen island. Oh, I wish. It'd be amazing. Yeah. And then Richard no, Kind which stops is, by which, for some reason. I love Richard Kind. <laughs> all right, you guys. Let's, let's, as mad as, as we all are about Matt, let's get back to this uh, particular topic because this is episode number 304. Wow. Whoa. We have now done as many episodes as the number of Nordstrom stores. What? That's actually, I thought there'd be more Nordstroms. I thought there'd be less. There's 116 full line stores in the U.S. and in the U.S. Two in Canada. Are you counting the rack? 178 Nordstrom racks, Ah. Jeffrey Boutiques, and one clearance store. Bush League. Only one clearance store? Yeah. That's (laughs) Uh, speaking of things uh, that are confusing uses of money. This week we're talking about the 1971 (laughs) made-for-TV film, The Point which is based on an album-length musical fable by Harry Nilsson. And Harry Nilsson said of his inspiration for the point, quote, I was on acid, and I looked at trees and realized they all came to points. Hey, look, um, you can find your muse anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice nice to have a story of, like, the creation of that's, like, exactly what you thought it was going to be. (laughs) No deviation. Everybody could have guessed that. (laughs) I'm going to go on record I, saying off the bat that I like Harry Nelson. Yeah. So I like his music. Totally. I, I'm not super no familiar. Is the rest of it as acidy as this? No. I mean, he's acid soaked. No, he's yeah. occasionally, there's occasionally, but not. I mean, the thing is, when his music is not tied to the visuals of a boy wearing a pointy hat talking to a tree, it doesn't feel yeah. acidy at all. <laughs> I, yeah, time, actually, all but, the songs in this were pretty solid. I liked a lot of especially like Me and My Arrow is a really terrific oh, song. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good – and he and, uh, I recommend if you guys – I think I, I mentioned this to you guys over email beforehand, mm-hmm. but he has a song called Daddy's Song that Davy Jones sings in the movie Head, and that sequence is fantastic. And the way he oh, is this one where he's wearing the black suit and the white suit and it's yeah. like flipping? And yeah. It, it don't, if you have epilepsy, don't watch it because it starts flashing <laughs> right. between black and white really fast, but it's a, it's a great oh, It's a really good song. Wait, just his suit or the whole thing? He's in black. He's in a black and a woman's in black, and then it – On a they, white background. On a white background, and they shot the same dance with them in white on oh, a black no. background, and they start cutting between the two images so that <laughs> it's the same dance, but their cl- the color of their clothes and the color of the background is flipping back and forth. So you just have to focus on Davy's eyes, and then yeah, I feel motion sick just hearing you describe this. <laughs> and it is the anyway, most weird uh, thing that happens in that movie. Oh, really? I haven't this seen is the movie. So, this one in particular is sponsored by our meat buddy Mike Painter. Thanks, Mike. Who said? Who says this? In a family of seven children trying to come to a consensus at the video rental store, this was the movie my siblings and I kept settling on over and over again. What? I can't wait for you to indulge in this fever dream from my childhood. Can can we actually say that he sponsored this? Because we just gave it to him. No, he won at the so uh, he, at the last. Oh show. yeah, this is our gift spot. So he was going to sponsor it anyway, but then he was like he had, he had applied for sponsorship, but then he won our gift sponsorship on our live show. I forgot about that. Yay, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Congratulations, you're a winner. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't regret this. Wait, wait. That didn't. That, did that sound sarcastic? Yes, I, a little bit. I meant that he yeah. won. He won a right. thing. There's no Take way to two. say it now that doesn't sound sarcastic. <laughs> I know. You're a real winner, Mike. <laughs> uh, You'll get him next uh, time, Mike. <laughs> Your father and I believe in you a lot. <laughs> So Mike also has, in addition to uh, being in the winner of our gift sponsorship, Mike also has a Power Rangers rewatch podcast called Teenagers with Attitude. Nice. Uh, that you guys should all check out. Um, and he says he says this about it. Just like the teens in the show, we're all in our late 20s and early 30s. Yeah. <laughs> so so check them out on iTunes, Chat Engine, wherever you get your podcast. And thanks for sponsoring that slash winning. Mike, uh, if you want to force us to read or watch anything from your childhood that you and your cult-like number of siblings can agree on, go to read-weep.com, send them on the mailing list. We'll let you know when we get more episodes. Chris. Yes, sir. Time for you. Please sponsor now in the style of a three-headed, four-armed, or sorry, four-arrowed, a total douchebag in the forest. He had a ton of arrows, actually, not... Well, yeah, just way was, too many arrows. I, there I, were, I think there were about four. I count. I kept trying to count, and they would like go in and come out. But <laughs> anyway, he was also an asshole, so that's important. Yeah, giant three-headed jerk. Here we go. Yeah. Ready? Uh, so there once was a tiny village where everything had a point, but there was this mm. little boy named Obreo, and he didn't have a point on his head. He was a freak, <laughs> a mutant. Some people said he was wrong. 
So uh, then he does wear a pointy hat to try to blend in. It doesn't work. Everybody knows. But and and the count's son. Oh, but he does have a dog. His name is Arrow, and Arrow the dog is blue, and Oblio is white, and they're they're both very cute and and sweet. Um, but the count's son doesn't like Oblio at all. Yeah, he hates him, and he just says. <laughs> You know what? You don't deserve to play Triangle Toss, which is our favorite game. Oh, yeah? What's Flash Triangle Toss? Game. It's like Flyers Up, but shitty. Okay. So Oblio goes, <laughs> and he beats the Count's son at Triangle Toss, and the Count's son gets real mad and talks to Daddy. And Daddy's like, oh, I guess I could just outlaw everybody without a point, even though the only person without a point is this little kid. And so they do. And Oblio gets kicked out of the town, and his parents do nothing to stop it. And Oblio is still <laughs> Arrow. If I could pause you for- the, yeah. My favorite point about Oblio is that he's pretty chill about being banished. He's like, yeah. everyone is All super right. chill. It, my favorite yeah. voice in the whole thing is Oglio's dad. So I was like, yeah. oh, Oglio, well, that's too bad. He's a good yeah. kid. What can I do? I'm just one man. I, like I, that I can't guy. fight yeah. this. He's, uh, well, so long, Oglio. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's the sleepiest <laughs> guy whose son is being wrested from him. I wish Dustin Hoffman was doing the forest, that voice I. instead of the narrator. Because yes. then I could imagine a Kramer versus Kramer where he does not mind that his son is taken away. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep comes back and says, I want my son. And he's like, oh, that's too bad. Well, so yeah. He was a good boy. Uh, you know, it's, it's a shame that he got kicked out. Yeah, poor Oblio. <laughs> you know, the law of the law, whatever. We'll, we'll make more. <laughs> Oblio goes wait, wait, to the... We... Yeah, go. Wait, hold on, Chris. Before we go further, can we put Dustin Hoffman in uh, Sophie's Choice also? <laughs> <laughs> which, the, yes, the, the Nazis are making him choose, which, yeah. which uh, oh, well, I guess take the daughter. Good girl. <laughs> Elliot should play right. Dustin Hoffman for the rest of the episode. <laughs> no. I actually like him so much, but... <laughs> he does have a sleepy style. Yeah. So, uh, Oblio and his dog Arrow go to the Pointless Forest. Why do they call it the Pointless Forest? I don't know. <laughs> Just about nothing is point-shaped. However, everything has a point to it, as in a purpose, a meaning, right? <laughs> you mean you that's the part where they finally realize that this could have two meanings? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's like... <laughs> Deep Two meanings, the movie. But it just, yeah, anyway. So uh, he meets a jazzy rock troll. He meets, uh, he meets. <laughs> you said that so casually. Like the audience goes, like, yeah, yeah, jazzy stuck. rock troll. Uh, some giant Archetype. bees chase him. Okay, so he's more yeah. of a jazzy golem, to be fair. But uh, um, they meet yeah. a pointed man who's three-headed. Uh, and has uh, too many points and too many arrows. Who's just a dick who keeps trying to convince him that nothing in the forest has a point. Uh, and they uh, need some kind of Jewish businessman tree. Yeah, who's in the clothing manufacturing <laughs> business or the leaf manufacturing business? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they get but picked he, up. But then the <laughs> Go actually, I really liked that part because the the he seemed like he was a pretty good tree businessman. Yes. And then the arrow Don't step people on the were like, yeah. guys. Yeah, but then the arrow people were like, nah, there's trees everywhere. And, and like, my, I had believed him. I believed in him. And yeah. then the world was shattered. He's a great salesman, but he's crazy. And the many pointed man was yeah. like, he's crazy. He's just a tree. Yeah. There are so many trees, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but if only that tree had found a more unique business to get into, he could have been great at it. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but uh, then they get top, swooped top up. Three businesses for the, well, top three businesses for the tree to, to take on. Uh, uh, leaf business goes belly up. Uh, uh, so, like, experience yourself outdoor yoga studio. <laughs> sure. Maybe cold brew? Yeah, cold brew. Really yeah, big right now. Rolling up. Um, <laughs> see, I, I was just thinking uh, sh- he could corner the market on shade if, uh, if oh. he keeps his leaves and then nobody else does. If he can just hang on a little longer. Oh, yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. Except, I don't, wait, I don't when would you need shade? Like, you wouldn't really need shade in a time when... You mean, like, winter shade? Yeah, right? You UV rays about, are the same. About, you need to be wearing SPF year oh, round. Oh, all right, that's a good point. Okay, take it back. That's true. Yeah. How about how about like maybe just like an oaky perfume called Winter Shade? Mm. Ooh. I like it. I like it. I think uh, it could be sold at stores that also have uh, cute greeting cards and scented candles like Driftwood. I like it. Yeah, yeah. He could, and he's also the spokesman, so he could be on all the cards. Yeah. I'm not just yeah, a like, spokesman. I'm also a member. <laughs> I'm not just a spokesman. This comes from my body. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a terrifying tagline. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, right. So they get swooped so up by a mama Chris? bird and not at, and meet an egg that hatches. I mean, it's all very, like, vaguely undangerous. And, and you know, it's it's the bumper bowl. Yeah, it's like, the hero's it's like the hero's journey if every stage was just... And he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and they're well, fine. Well, he's a hero, folks. of course. Yeah. <laughs> it works out. 
It's kind of if it reminded it. It feels a lot like reading the book of the Hobbit. Yes, where every scene is uh oh, like some dogs are chasing us. Somebody comes along and saves us, and with a oh, song, with a song. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, gonna, we're we're hungry. Up, oh, that guy who can change into a bear is just going to have us over at his house for a while. <laughs> every the heroes of the Hobbit do very little. Yes. So yeah, this was kind of like that. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, and and yeah. it turns out. <laughs> I oh, get it. Hey, uh, hey! I see what we did there. <laughs> Didn't even mean to. I see what you did there, but, right but from your eyes, I see that you did it on accident. It shows you what an influence the movie had on the culture that we're still using that phrase. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's the yeah, first. We didn't actually have the word point before this movie before 1971. First yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, it was like. Or back then, it only had Star one Wars meaning. Yeah, yeah, point had one meaning. <laughs> <like then>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A made-up Star Wars word like youngling. <laughs> How we all use that now. <laughs> yeah, we all say that about children. <laughs> uh, those younglings. Yeah. Uh, so, so it turns out uh, that uh, Oblio and Arrow's journey through the pointed forest is more or less horseshoe-shaped, and they go back to the town of Points, or the village of Point Oh, sure. Ville. Yeah, uh, like in Mad Max. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, they go out, and there's there's nothing out there. Well, we just have to return, I guess, and... Kill yeah, everyone. faster. Yeah, yeah but faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go back, and everybody is super happy that Oblio's back because they uh, are really proud of him for making it through the pointless forest. And uh, <laughs> to be fair, like everyone really liked Oblio. Yeah. Except for the Count and his son. Yeah, everybody's even, giving him candy bars, and and even the kid yeah, you, who's, yeah, the, who's who's a powerless, well-meaning sort of like, oh, but he's a good boy. Well, banish him, I guess. <laughs> and the, and then he comes back and they're all like, hooray, the banishment is over. Like, yeah. is that how exile works? You just come back after a while? But the weird yeah, thing after is, a day. something about this uh, journey caused a genetic mutation in his skull <laughs> where Oblio grew a point, but then but. maybe, but due to the radiation or who knows, everybody else <laughs> in the village lost theirs. I, I, had a, I had a theory about this. If you yeah, I'd love to, to hear it. Well, I actually <laughs> thought this is a parable about um, erectile dysfunction. Um, okay, I'm with you so far. And it's about uh, <laughs> the Newton's, I guess, like law of conservation of boners. Where like you oh, can't, lesser known you can't, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One child gets a boner, meaning everybody else loses their boners. His, his, his exactly. te- text to ours, penerotica. It's all in Latin. Just a, a, a Newton deep cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's it. It's just like, and and but then everyone's like, hey, I bet, I bet, even if you don't have a boner on the outside, you have a boner on the inside, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, because boner is... also means, like, a metaphorical reason to live, it turns out. They have a boner for things. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I. It's so weird because the whole thing is about him being, the, like, the weird one, the ugly duckling or whatever. But it's like, if in the ugly duckling, he's like, oh, you're a beautiful swan, and everyone else... They're like he. It turns out he's a duck, and then they all turn into swans, and they still hate him. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It's like, well, you're still different. We all changed to this other thing. Like, now they're just going to play... Oct- or the uh, round toss, and then they'll hate him. Yeah, Oblio, you're using last season's skull shape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Send him back to the forest again another day. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, a really it's a weird, weird, weird fucking cartoon. Uh, that's sort it of a is. fable, but you know, also the whole point about this uh, was that uh, you, you get the songs of Harry Nelson in it, and he sings about uh, Oblio and Arrow. He sings about the conservation of water mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Uh, like, I like that song a lot. Yeah, he sings about uh, points of view, uh, which are nice. Mm-hmm. Another, a third Sometimes type of point. This is the town, and these are the people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So sure. uh, we Wait, had some, the doors some and 70s tastic animation and uh, songs. The animation—it's the animation style where the character designs are really simple, but there's a lot of extra lines everywhere. And I can't help looking. It's up very much of its time. Yes. And every time I see the animation style, I'm like, oh, those extra lines are like. Just left over from rolling joints, like like <laughs> marks on the page. Yeah, just that's just what it looks like. Yeah, to me. if you haven't seen well, the animation, so you, it looks like everybody's in a Tootsie Roll Pop commercial. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it literally is. is, it. the, is it. It's the same guy who did the Tootsie Roll Pop commercials. Oh, is that oh. right? Is it literally? Yeah, I checked that, that out. I was like, I know I've seen this style before. I think I must have seen this Where movie. Everybody's and leg just it. sort of morphs into the bottom of their foot. See, I figured yeah. Leo was just the, the same actor who was in the Tootsie Roll ads. They cast him. It was pretty similar. You know, that same actor kid. (laughs) What I would love is if I could watch that same commercial over and over again with different celebrities as the owl. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. Like I could click on Dustin Hoffman as the owl or Ringo Starr as the owl. (laughs) Or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
Oh, everything, Dwayne. Yeah, oh, man, Carol the Rock. Channing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have the point two, I guess, with The Rock in it. I think that would be... Bud the Chud. Yeah. He was pretty uh, the point two, but to the, the point. Mysterious Island. So. Ooh, that'd be good. Hmm. I, uh, all right, so so actually, you know, it seems like we've pretty well covered the what's going on. The summary was pretty solid, Chris, but there's still a few <laughs> loose ends to tie up. I, I know what's we do going that on. in the game of King of Bullshit Mountain. Bullshit Mountain. Bullshit. Oh my God. Whew. Uh, this is especially resp- requested by Mike. You're a real winner, Mike. And he, uh. <laughs> wow. I'll have you all know also the, time, the phrase bullshit mountain is copyright Comedy Central. That is not. Just so you know, we said it before you guys did. Uh, we'll have the lawyers deal with that. <laughs> Damn it. We, we if, have, if I, I don't know. Could yeah, essentially you, you... kill Captain Marvel back in the 30s. I think we can take <laughs> you guys on. We absolutely said that before you, uh, we ever heard you guys say right. it. I don't know if you said it first and we didn't. And catch tens it, but... of people heard it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can't fake podcast dates, so I think the lawyers will believe us. It's impossible. The internet um... mails it to itself. To get the date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, do you guys realize that Oblia was pay- played by the same guy who played uh, Bobby Brady? Oh, yeah, we had no, a Brady, Brady bunch. bunch? Yeah, and uh... and also. He was a kid who probably burned to death in the Towering Inferno. Maybe he got oh. I don't know. But not many people Steve did. Steve McQueen though. Steve McQueen saved uh, everybody, or at least he saved uh, everybody. Everybody. There Steve was that McQueen's one guy who was having sex who burned. I don't know if that was him or not, but oh, he burned. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was a Towering Inferno. You can't let everyone get out. Yeah, not everyone gets out. Hmm. That would just be McQueen a really boring job. ride. <laughs> Right. Anyway, King of Bullshit Mountain is our explanation game. I don't know why I got that was weird. Uh, King of Bullshit Mountain is where we try to figure out what is uh, happening in it, and we're going to start with Ezra. You're going to take Tanya's place since she's gone this week. Uh, the game King, King of Bullshit Mountain is simple. You have to answer the questions as quick as possible. You don't have to be right. <sighs> so I'm going to start out. Um, uh, why? So I guess how about this? Why did this movie feel the need to have? Like, what was the point of the framing de- point? What was the idea of the framing device about the character just repeatedly telling us that it's a good story instead of just uh, having the story? Well, you know, the more you hear it, the more you believe it, right? Like, that's, I think that's true for anything. Like, uh, like that's how Mike knows that he's a winner. So you think it was actually just, like, a criticism Repetition. of... It was just, like, a really biased criticism of the movie? Well, yeah, which is like, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, well, we got to tell everyone, like, oh, this is a good story. That's how they'll know for sure it's a good story. And they'll, like, we'll just <laughs> cram it in their heads. It's a mantra. Oh, uh, no, it's a good story. Uh, it's, it's got everything, you know? Adventure, a little comedy, a uh, lesson at the end. Did you get the lesson? <laughs> did Was there and did we? <laughs> yeah, no. No and Yes, no. I think yes, there is and no, we haven't figured it out yet. Uh, Ezra, next question. What is the lesson? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, you should love each other and, and, and you know, conservation of boners, obviously. <laughs> Wait, where, where are you getting we should love each other out of this show? Yeah, I'll buy the boner part, but the love, I don't understand. Uh, that rock guy, I'm pretty sure the subtext, you know, love in between <laughs> the rocks. <laughs> no. All right, I'll bail. Chris, I'm gonna, that's, a, that's a steal, Chris. Okay. You're going to king of bullshit. <laughs> okay, ask away, ask away. Who has a question for me? I got a question. It's kind of a long one, but yep, yep. As, why don't you ask him a question first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Chris, what is the single what is the single reason this would not work today? Cell phones. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the that is true of so many movies. Yeah, that they just wouldn't work today because cell phones. Yeah, mom doesn't know if Oblio is safe or not. Hey, Oblio, just giving you a call. <laughs> FaceTime has solved like most of the problems of like oh well he's a good boy and there he is again because he's banished they took away his iPhone six and they replaced it with uh, one of those Envy side flip phones for texting yeah Ooh. he can still use Yahoo Messenger though so he's not <laughs> not all lost yeah yeah they'll know he's okay but they're definitely not going to FaceTime it's a banishment yes. after all yep <laughs> it's a banishment <laughs> no data plan for you. Uh, Chris, so there's a this great scene after he comes back. Yeah, uh, where there's an angry mob at the gate, and the count is trying to get the king to like, I guess, kill Oblio or whatever. And he says, uh, "Your Majesty, there's a, a mob at the palace gate. 
should I call the guard? And then, uh, and he's like, and the king says, no, that's fine. And he says, well, what do you suggest? Should we send out the pastry tray and let them eat cake? And the king says, that's never worked before. So here's what I would like to know. Yeah. And what what other situations has the king tried to solve by ordering a, a tr- pastry tray set to an angry mob, and why did it not work? So, Alex, I think you're being a little too literal. I think uh, what what you need to realize is he's making Usually. a reference to the French Revolution, in which uh, Marie Antoinette actually did not say, but is rumored to have said, let them eat cake. You, wait, wait. You're going to take a strong stance that that did not happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, only yeah, she was talking about brioche, man. To the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Robespierre. Uh, did you ever hear uh, that lady say this thing? And they say I mean, uh, in uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah, say yeah. that's a steal from from Elliot for the time machine. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. So, Elliot, I got a question for you. Oh boy. Uh, so, there are some weird little parts that happen in in, in this movie, uh, especially in the beginning. I can't think of any. No, <laughs> I can't think of this. <laughs> Uh, where like for instance life drama. they're just like people are having a discussion <laughs> and then one will just stop turn to the camera and like give the raspberry yeah and and there are just other things like that uh why why well here's my understanding of this world <laughs> that this takes place in okay we're let's say at least 150 years in the future ah uh, the okay, bomb, okay. Was, right. the bomb yeah. was dropped ooh okay these, this is the result yeah. of some horrible nuclear thermonuclear war. Are you saying this is why they have points in their heads? I'm saying that any sorts of number of mutations. We have talking trees. We have rock men. Mm, okay. Heads. Okay. Uh, I think and, of course, that, the radiation affected the buildings and also pointed them. Exactly. The DNA of the buildings was changed. <laughs> the rocks, everything. So Over certain, several generations of buildings, they mutated <laughs> so, that so, well, certain, here's, well, as Darwin explained, certain traits are more desirable. And so when buildings mate, the buildings with points have their cho- choice of mates, whereas the buildings without points, of course, could not get mates and their genes died off over time. Uh, it's right. same with. I have to assume that it's really sad when when buildings can't find a mate. That's like I always <laughs> cry when that happens. Yeah, so when, lonely. Yeah. Whenever I see a dead finch, mm. it's, uh, that uh, the people. I assume the men uh, battle for their mates by hitting each other with their pointy heads, much <laughs> like a like a, a mountain ram or something. <laughs> oh, uh, I like that. And so when they're when they're looking at the camera. Yeah, uh, it's partly psychosis, radiation-induced psychosis. Okay, and also partly, I think they are speaking to just off camera the com- the op- competitor for the mate that they are about to just go at it. Ooh, with, okay, head, literally. Oh, so it's the smack talk. Oh, yeah, exactly. Head to head, I get it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so to summarize, your first mean. is they crazy. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> no, no, because of nuclear. Because of crazy. yeah, because yeah, nuclear not, crazy. They're not just normal crazy. This is nu- <laughs> this is raids crazy. <laughs> they're mutants essentially. I see. The I see. Two would I'm involve down. somebody from like a hidden valley. Yeah, not hidden valley where they make the. The candy bars and stuff. Like that. Or the, 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 the candy bars. The branch? Or the brand. Hidden bar, yeah. <laughs> broccoli, broccoli is like candy to Elliot. Well, look, because I like to live a healthy diet. I like to live healthy. <laughs> uh, and then for six days of the week, and then for the seventh day of the week, which what I call the snacketh. Yeah. Which is like a snack snack. <laughs> <laughs> nothing good. but candy all day. Yeah. The, uh, all right. So you definitely good. win with snacketh. <laughs> at, at some point in the point, too, uh, some like a normal person is going to find this world and they're going to go to war with them or something. Although I guess they don't have points oh, at the end. Yeah, it was Earth all along. So don't, they'll be fighting oh. apes. That'll yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think their boner went to some other people though. So I think there are just a bunch of extra growths. You know, there was. I don't think Oblio could have taken all those <laughs> no, boners. Newton would say that Oblio's head could not contain that much boner. <laughs> I I. I wonder, Ezra, if you're just referring to pointy heads as boners, and if that says more about you than it does about this movie. Yeah. No, no, because there's the SNL sketch, the the boner heads. The head boners. We all saw that. <laughs> yeah, we did. We're all very familiar. And the less good movie boner heads. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Elliot, I got Elliot. a question for you. Oh, sure. Uh, Chris. So it, it uh, Oblio and Arrow in, in the Pointless Force encounter a bottomless hole, or what appears to be bottomless what hole. What seems to be bottomless. What seems to be bottomless. What is at the bottom of that hole? I mean, for a while, it's just more holes. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually, I'm going to say a point, because everything in the movie, even in the pointless forest, has no point to it. You think the hole has a spike at the bottom? Yes. Okay. Oh, I love it. It is. It I love it. So dangerous. It's basically... 
<laughs> the Earth's super far any navel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, with like a death thing in the middle. Well, I mean, the point could be going out though, right? It could be like the it could be a hole goes all the way down, but like it it ends up at a point oh, like it tapers. So it's like oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like okay, so wait, so what you're saying is that there's this bottomless pit goes all the way through the Earth, and on the other side comes out inside the Luxor. Yes. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. just Alex, that. Is that a steal? Is that like, actually, you know what? I think I won today. I think yeah. that's the victory we have to Yeah. I think it's the first time I've ever won King of Bullshit Mountain. Because I'm the one who has to call the ending, so it's really weird to say that I won. And I won! <laughs> and I did! I did it I'm gonna give somehow. it to me. Great. <laughs> I'm awesome. Go, Alex. It's amazing. All right. Yeah. We The following announcement is a real ad for a real company. Bing. I don't know. I think it's a reasonable thing that happens, you know? Reasonable. They are a huge company. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, sometimes wires get crossed. Maybe it was just the wrong account or something. Hang on. I hear him coming. Let us confront him. Oh, oh, no. I hate confrontations. You do it. I'm out of here. Ah, fine. Well, hello there, Bingbot. What are you doing in this recording studio for our ads? We need to talk. All of the checks you have given us have bounced. What? Really? How could that have happened? I have my suspicions, but I cannot prove anything. But so far, we have not received any money from Bing for all of our advertisements. Oh, that that's totally normal. You know, it takes like three to five weeks to get paid. But it has been six weeks. You didn't let me finish. It uh, takes three to five business weeks. What does that mean? Sesame Pete, you are a slippery fellow. Hello. Oh, look, it's newest meat buddy, Adam Ochoa. I, I, I think you mean Sping Buddy, or, or, or Spingbo, or Spingateer. I certainly do not. Hey, guys, so what's my new meat buddy superpower? This is perfect timing, actually, Adam. Your power is that you can force anybody to tell the truth just by yelling your own name. That sounds pretty good. Who should we test it on? I know just the person. Raise uh, robot eyebrows. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, Hello, Sesame Pete. Why have all of our Bing checks bounced? Uh, it's, a, it's a clerical error. Ochoa! Uh, uh, it's because uh, I don't really work for Bing. It, I'm sorry, guys. It was all a ruse. I just wanted you to put me back on the show. That does explain how a minor character from a couple hundred episodes ago became CEO of Bing, a real company. I'm a fraud. <laughs> there, there, Sesame Pete. Do not cry. We could never have forgotten about you. Ochoa! I think everybody had definitely forgotten about you, except for Kelly Weirs. I knew it. So does that mean I'm just a regular meat buddy again? Yes, it does, Adam Ochoa. Goodbye, Sesame Pete. Wait, 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 guys, wait, wait. But don't you want to hear about the real company I'm the real CEO of? Because I'm sure that company will sponsor your show. Yeah, right. No, really, you guys. I'm the CEO of Stamps.com. Stamps.com, don't lick your computer. Ochoa! Okay, fine. I'm not the CEO of Stamps.com. I'm just the marketing director. Uh, it's fine. I'm, I'm actually just one of the marketing salesmen, I, but I do really work for Stamps.com. Hmm. Sounds fishy. Don't like your computer. Definitely does not sound like their real tagline. So are you sponsored by Stamps.com? Uh, probably. You know, a- every podcast is. Cue the ad. Hey there, listeners. I'm Adam Ochoa. And I'm last week's meet buddy Callie, sounding different for no reason this week. My superpower is making water boil with my mind. We never mentioned this, but Marcus Prescott has a power too. Telepathy, but only of food. Callie, are you tired of going to the post office? Not really, Adam. I never really need to go except at non-denominational winter holiday period. Me neither. That's why you need Stamps.com. It brings all the fun of the post office directly to your computer. Oh, what fun is that, Adam? Paying for stamps and putting them on things. You know, I do love that part. So even though you'll never use it, go to Stamps.com and start paying our monthly fee so you can buy Stamps. That sounds like a reasonable rate. And cut. Good job, you guys. Ochoa! 
uh, I'm sorry. I meant that was pretty stilted, but I don't want to redo it because I want to take a nap. Go to stamps.com and you can get a bonus offer with a bunch of free stamps plus a free digital scale that you definitely won't use for drugs. Bing, bang, bung, don't lick your computer. Oh, great. Now I am confused about whether or not this ad was real. Me, me too. I think I'm going to bingle it. And now it's time for the end of top five. Top five. Top five. Although today it, it's it's the only five we got, so it's also bottom five. But anyway, uh, only five. <laughs> hey, that's fine. You know, that five people knew about the point and had questions for us is pretty impressive. I didn't well, know. About one this of them was our sponsor, Michael, and at least one of the other ones did not read it. So I've never seen it before. So we <laughs> all right did <laughs> not read this movie. So every week we have we let you guys know on Facebook and Twitter what we're talking about, and you guys can pose questions for us, uh, usually like some thought experiments related to the movie. Uh, I'm going to ask the questions. First, uh, Michael, who is our sponsor, says, what's the most jarring thing that pops up during the music during the musical numbers? Is it the bootleg Disney characters or the horrible Chinese caricatures? Oh, oh. yes. I was... I was like, I was actually watching. I was like, "Hey, this this would be great for Caleb to see someday. I think it'll be really good." And I was like, "Oh, maybe not." <laughs> yeah, skip that part. The moment when uh, when Fu Manchu pops up for no reason and then <laughs> yeah. disappears in like a even more stereotypical than Big Trouble in Little China sort of yeah. like yeah. caricature. Yeah, but the really troubling thing was that he was wearing Mickey Mouse ears. That was the part I didn't get. Yeah. Well, and then there was the duck mice, uh, yeah. non unbranded. I was going to say, I didn't remember the Disney ripoff, but you're right. There were the Mickey Mouse Donald Duck combo duck mice. That was <laughs> both exciting and disturbing for me. <laughs> uh, so that was all weird. I would say that my uh, decomposing whale was the one that got me the most. That was you something, weird. huh? You don't see that every day <laughs> for a good reason, I yeah. think. Hey, guys, let's have an animation and a kid's movie about uh, decomposing whale. But it was it was pretty happy on the whole for decomposing whale as a thing. Well, sure, but you're setting the bar pretty low for happiness, Ezra. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying they tried to. I feel like totally they got it right, even if the content was off. Look, you know? man, I'm having a bad day. Hey, it's better than being a decomposing whale. I guess I am happy for that. Did it did. The thing about the the stereotype that got me also was that this is a whole movie about everyone's different and that's okay. Be yep. yourself, and then it's like boom, racist Chinese caricature. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Think, it's, it's weird. I, it's funny that you say it's a movie about everyone being different and it's okay because only one person is different. Well, they never had to deal with well, difference before. So I think it's more like a movie that's like, no, no, you're weird, kid. But that's fine. Yeah, I guess I, that's true too. That. Oh, so I, I guess the message was it's okay that Chinese people are weird. What? <laughs> but, uh, that was your takeaway. I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> That is troubling. But, I mean, that was what the movie was telling me. I didn't... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There's nothing weird about them. They're great people. But anyway, that was a Donald Trump way for me to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, women, they're great people sometimes. There's also the fact that the Count and his son are colored differently than the rest of the characters. Yes, yeah. and the King is white. Yes. Like oh. Oh. Well, that, that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. I a white man kind of, in charge. Okay. The, le- the lesson could have been, though, like, hey, everyone's actually cool deep down, unless you're purple, and then fuck you. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that it was like, well, the purple guys run the... Th- they they really run things behind the scenes. So I'm like, okay, so they're, you're, is this anti-Semitic? Like, I don't... It was... Yeah. I, my mind had to go to that at some point. Oh, I just like, went to anti-middle management. Oh, okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Anti-bureaucracy, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I was, I was curious if maybe, like, you know, after 150 years of, like, nuclear war, if maybe, like... These purple counts were the descendants of the uh, Sesame Street purple count. Ah, oh. the count. Yeah, right. They literally suck blood. <laughs> and also, um, uh, they at some point crossbreed with the grimace. Oh yeah, because yeah. he is pointy the purple, purple people eater. Uh, he, yeah. He's a fearsome character. I like how you said the grimace. Yeah, he is the, the grimace. grimace. Not just a grimace. He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like how sometimes in, in comic books they'll say the She Hulk. Oh, yeah, and it sounds so much weirder. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I definitely think there's only one the grimace. I mean, I don't. I think you also have to you have to say it with a degree of reverence. Well, wait, he hasn't franchised himself yet, Alex. You can't <laughs> yeah. just like pop up a couple grimaces here and there. Well, I think you say like, oh, well, that's one of Grimace's helpers. <laughs> <laughs> the real grimace is Becca's workshop. What? All right. Oh man. Whatever it is, he does. <laughs> Question number two is from Jeremy. 
On a scale of one to GoBots, how thoroughly did this movie rip off the Smurfs? Interesting. I don't think it's it's I don't think it's a Smurfs ripoff. Um, so I'm going to go with one. I think this is a this is a pretty basic uh, hero's journey type journey through the woods with a dog yeah. and then you come back as a hero type thing. But you know, it's not like there once was a village where everybody was the same and they had to band together to accomplish problems. When it's, they talk, they're also not like we pointed the point. I'm feeling pointy today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the point? Yeah. I am curious, so I'm not super familiar with GoBots, but I does just from quickly bingling it, it does not look like a Smurfs ripoff. I'm going to say that's probably not what he's saying. <laughs> you don't think? I think he's saying that might be a different ripoff. Oh. That's Perhaps confusing. Tra- Transformers, maybe, just by the name, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, it does look kind of like Transformers. Oh, Warmers yeah. to a ripoff. Yeah, though I yeah. love the idea of somebody being like, the owners of the Spurfs copyright, like, have you seen this show about transforming robots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a ripoff of the Smurfs. The Smurfs, Smurfs right. I keep saying Smurfs, by the <laughs> Smurfs. <laughs> Which would be a total Smurfs ripoff. <laughs> yeah, it's a total Transformers ripoff. They're green uh, and not at all Belgian. <laughs> I'd call it Ghost Smurfs. That's what I'd do. Ghost uh, that's the that's the that's a uh, yogurt to go, right? Ghost yeah, Smurfs. Smurf you can take with you. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> uh, all right, number three. Actually, uh, we've already answered this one. Number three, Nathan said, uh, "Was it a hero? How was it as hero's journey-ish as it sounds?" Which. I would like to point out is a question just from reading the Wikipedia about our upcoming topic. Good job, Nathan. Yeah, you sound, sound smart. Thanks, Wikipedia. You sound smart still. Yeah. Yeah, my quick answer is yes, because that's all this is. It's like Hero's Journey with some like some cool songs in between. Number four was from Ralu. What's the point of it all? I think we covered this. It is... Did we? Yeah, we did. Uh, it's that uh, Chinese people are totally normal. Well, <laughs> also, love yourself and those boners things, right? But yeah, the boner stuff and a little bit of love yourself. <laughs> well, it's, it's a great story about boners, guys. Isn't this a great story? Hey, so the, great story so the framing boners. device is about how this kid wants to watch TV, and his dad is like, no, 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 I want to read you a story that's more important. Maybe the point of this is like, you know, sometimes stories are not as good as TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have been watching like like uh, any one of a number of great programs that were on. In the yeah, so many good programs. <laughs> like, um, I guess yeah. I won't watch Mary Tyler Moore. I'll listen to your weird story. <laughs> If your dad promises you a really exciting story, and then it's kind of like a fable about pointy people, like disappointment, right? That's like disappointment. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you guys understand actually the sacrifice this kid is making though to to pay any attention to his dad in the seventies when he wants to watch TV? Because like when that show goes off the air, it's gone forever. Yeah, he's never right? going to see it. Again. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's but similar to now, most of what's on is crappy. So it's yeah, only the really good stuff. But gone forever. But right, no DVR. Yeah, it no was all Hulu. appointment viewing. Yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't watch it later. It's like if you miss this episode of Mash, you just don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do they match and things? Do they not match Mash things? again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like. I, Dad, I was... If I don't see this, I don't see this episode of Adam Twelve. I'm, <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to see it again. Yeah, this is the last time Saturday Night Live is going to be good. We need to watch it. Dad, John uh, Belushi's going to die soon. i got to take advantage of this, <laughs> these moments. And you'd think that would be weird, like future, uh, like, I don't know, clairvoyance. But he looked like he was going to die soon yeah, most everybody, of the time. Everybody, everybody, even the yeah. <laughs> All right, lastly, Jesse says, number five, uh, how much better would the point be if it was remade with Black Alicious? Uh, I assume as the narrator. Um, yeah, but they, apparently Blacklish has sampled this in Blazing Arrow, and so that's the origin of this uh, question. Um, and so, how much better would it be with Blacklish's, or a better, maybe a more wide open question? What would what other modern performers could join Ringo as a, a narrator to make it even better? Huh. Well, I believe that the name Dwayne the Rock Johnson was thrown around. Yeah, yeah. yeah although you know, our show is a lot like Hollywood right now, which is every project Dwayne the Rock Johnson gets brought up. Yeah. Um. He's always I, a possibility. I, well, so I would also take Vin <laughs> Diesel, obviously. Uh, I'd take Nick sure. Cage. As a second-rate Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a first-rate Vin Diesel. Diesel. Well, which is weird because Dwayne the Rock Johnson started as the poor man's Vin Diesel in movies. Ooh, that's they, true. They yeah. totally flipped. Sunrise, yeah. sunset. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a real Prince and the Popper of Vin Diesel switched. <laughs> but he's being, he's being led away. But I was going to be the Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd take Eddie Murphy as Donkey as the narrator oh, is this. 
Yeah. I mean, any modern performer would be so fun to just make them re- watch this with that happening. I would love it. Actually, honestly, I, I kind of... So I have a theory about, uh, uh, like, flasks, like, hip flasks. Like, if you engrave them, it's either funny or cool with whatever word you put on it. Okay. Like... Just, you know, just, How did we get here? No, no, no. Well, no Chris, no. let him go. Let him go. Give me a second. <laughs> did I black so out I'm gonna for a say, second? <laughs> I'm going to say... Everybody's single... wondering if just like a minute of the podcast got lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get some complaints. No, so I'm going I'm to say that any performer you pick will either be funny or cool for this. It will absolutely not matter. That's probably this true. Is hip, this is a hip flask rule. I don't, like, you can pick any, any single person you think of. Um, so wait, let's, okay, let's go really quick through some hip flask words and then imagine whether... Zachary Levi... <laughs> nope, not funny or cool. No, wait, we're on the hip, we have to do the hip flask first. If you Chris, put that, if you put that name on a hip flask, kind of funny that or would cool. Be cool. Oh, okay. Uh, hip flask, uh, dirty girl. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I like it. Hip yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's both. That's actually kind of cool too. So that's got both. Yeah. Um. Uh. 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 uh t- toaster burn. <laughs> huh. I mean. <laughs> I haven't had breakfast yet. I don't know. Yeah, no. But <laughs> all, all of your thoughts are now food based. Yes. <laughs> Look around your apartment, guys. <laughs> um, what would be the least funny thing to put on a hip flask? You just said like flask. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd be some weird like ironic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I think you might be right about this flask thing. I think yeah. I'd put use as directed on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh... I, I'm trying to think of a, now a performer who'd be really not great. That's the thing. If they're really if they're really bad, it becomes good again. That's true. I don't know. Catherine Heigl could probably ruin. Yeah, I think you're missing the middle of the bell curve in this one. As I think there's probably a lot of people who would just be like, eh, all right. Yeah, like Joe Biden. I think it'd no, be great. that would be great. <laughs> uh, how about Phyllis from The Office as her character in Inside Out? I'd take that. That'd just, be pretty just, fantastic. As sadness, yeah. sadness, totally good. Um. Let's 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 keep this moving, guys. Yeah. No, you stop. You put us in this rut. You have to get us out of it. I, great. I just did. Let's keep this moving. Top five. Hey, really kind of a down yeah. Ezra chose that. That was all Ezra's choice. Like T.S. Eliot uh, once said, uh, "Top five ends with a not with a bang, but with a whimper." So. <laughs> As T.S. Eliot said, "It's fine." Slouching <laughs> towards the end of the podcast. Classic T.S. Eliot B-side. So uh, that's the game of top five. Uh, so next week, we'll put up the next topic, which uh, is going to be Waterworld. So go to Facebook or Twitter now for the end of... Oh, yeah, it's wet month. We didn't even mention that. Uh, this has nothing to do with water. So we just had to do this for scheduling with Elliot, really. <laughs> it's also Elliot month. Elliot yeah. month. Hey! hey. <laughs> I guess. Um, but so next week we're going to finish up Wet Month with Waterworld. So go right now, Facebook, Twitter, or uh, readdeskweek.com and tell us what you want to know about Waterworld. Um, and specifically, I should point out, because there's been some confusion on Twitter, we mean Waterworld, the movie with Kevin Costner, not the water park in North Dakota. Um, oh, yeah, I could see why you're confused. No, the only people who have been confused by that are the people who run the Twitter account for Waterworld, the the water park in North Dakota. Oh, really? <laughs> They're like, they, it happens to them a lot. I tweeted that we're going to do Waterworld. We're going to be do. I was like, Waterworld is coming soon, and they were like, can't wait to see you. <laughs> <laughs> we should do Waterworld, the, the park in North Dakota. I feel so bad that there's like a social media person in Waterworld. Like, I just can't wait for the boys from Rid and Weep to show up, and then they never do. Helpful. The or their social media intern is stoned and on autopilot and is just yeah. saying that to every mention. Can't wait to meet you. Can't wait to meet you. Can't wait to meet you. What do we mean the Universal Studios stunt show, Waterworld? Oh, I wish we did. I loved that stunt show. Okay, anyway, so it's time for a minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order, which means, Chris, you're up first. What's the last nice thing you ever have to say about the point? Well, we talked about this briefly, but uh, Arrow the dog is mm. my favorite character mm-hmm. in this uh, by a mile. I think he's awesome. Not only is he loyal and brave and smart... But he's also dog smart. He's not person smart. So when he like smells something or hears something, he just takes off. He's not like one of these like you're a dog, but really it's just like you're a person who can't talk sort right. of deals. It, you know he and it, you know he barked and yowled in a way that was nigh unintelligible, like a real dog. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was uh, cute as a fucking button as well. So <laughs> like a sharp button. Yeah, yeah, pokey, cute you as know. an arrow. Yeah, but I, I liked him, and so I thought he was a, he was a wonderful companion for Oblio on this. He's a great dog. I my I'm gonna keep going backwards. My minor compliment is actually related to the to Arrow, but I all, mine is actually about when they're playing uh, the triangle game, and sure. it's the way the Count's evil son cheats at the. So 
because Oblio has a boring flat head, um, he can't catch the triangle on his pointy head. So what he does is arrow the dog sits on his head and catches the triangle for him, which seems like hella cheating. Yes. Um, I don't. I can't imagine that's allowed in actual league play of triangle toss. But um, <laughs> this is not league sanctioned. I'm going to say. Well, so okay. So they're playing triangle toss. Arrow is cheating, helping him win. But so the account knows this. They knows that he knows that we got, we got to do to win this game is get Arrow to stop catching triangles. So he pulls out of his coat a girl dog who walks by. Arrow's distracted, runs off with the girl dog. And I love that the count knew count's kid knew he was going to be playing, knew he was going to be cheating. And so he had a chihuahua in his pocket the whole time they were warming up. The whole I, I mean, disagree, Alex. I yeah. disagree. I think he must have had that chihuahua. You don't just know you're going <laughs> to beat Oblio at, at Triangle Toss today. I think you walk around with your tiny pocket purse dog, hope, you know, for companionship and for other purposes. Oh, and it just, not, it just I, actually, I, I have a, yeah. I have a, yet another interpretation, actually. Okay, let's hear it. I think you don't know who you're going to play. You don't know how you're going to have to cheat. So he has a lot of things in his pockets at all times. One well, of that's what I was a girl. I dog. like that. Yeah. He's, he's a oh, one is like a, a giant cartoon magnet in case they use a metal triangle. Sure, yeah, or, exactly. Uh, right. One is like like a like a like a pothole you can just like put there and like, they fall into it or like sure or know, a banana peel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a gun. <laughs> just like that's actually, or something. Yeah, I don't know who I'm gonna have to talk today. <laughs> like, I don't know what. I don't know how this triangle toss game is gonna go down. I'm just. I'm not the one who's dying tonight. So he's walking. He's walking off the playing field later, and he's like, "I didn't even have to use my 357 Magnum. I guess it was a good day. Today was a good day." <laughs> All right. Uh, thinking about breakfast again. I'm so hungry. Yeah, uh, Chris. Uh, you already went, Ezra. Minor compliment. Um, so actually somewhere like deep in my subconscious, I knew a couple of these songs. And I think like, uh, so my mom, I- I'm sure my mom saw this when it came out, um, probably a couple of times. Cause this is like totally like the kind of thing that she would dig. Um, and, um, yeah, I-, I think it was a good call that like, you know, she kind of distilled like the, the parts of, of like some fun songs and then also nice of her to not make me watch this a bunch as growing up. So <laughs> thanks mom. It was a good filter job. She like she took yeah, it in. Right? She knew she this was wrong one. for you. Didn't send it to you. That's what you want for for your kids. I think it's like you want to try to give them the best that you can, uh, and not have them suffer through the weird stuff. Here's what I expect. I think she was watching this movie and she was like, "Man, this is gonna be great for Ezra when he's finally born." And then like it got to the Fu Manchu character and was like, "Maybe not. Uh, maybe we'll wait <laughs> until he has a comedy podcast for a few years. Yeah, yeah. He'll find it on his own. I'll just sing some songs instead." <laughs> Awesome. Elliot, you you have to close it up. What's your last nice thing you'll ever say about The Point? I say uh, in that one song about water, so it is kind of water. Wet month. Wet yeah. month. Wet month. Hey. Wet month. Uh, the, uh, I liked the that there was the whole thing about it of like what you cry a tear into your drink, and then the drink goes down the drain, and then that goes into the river and the ocean, and the fish have it, and then blah, 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 and then it comes Whale back decomposes. Whale <laughs> yeah. decomposes. I'm a big fan of anything that 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 posits a human life within a vast cosmic continuum, and so uh, you know, I can't give such as. Can you I give? Yeah, Ellie, what are those other things, man? Well, for instance, tree, uh, tree of Life minus the last twenty minutes of the movie. Sure. When okay. they go to beach heaven, the last that that movie otherwise does a great job, I think, of saying here's one this one kid growing up in Texas in the fifties, but he is in the same world that dinosaurs lived on millions of years ago. How come that one dinosaur didn't kill that other dinosaur though? Uh, maybe that was the birth of compassion. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Wait, Chris, did you actually see this so, movie? Because that's a great question. If you haven't, no, I, I no, I yeah, I've seen the movie. No, because I've be really seen the movie. I have no idea if there are dinosaurs in it or not. I have no, no the idea first what's going on. Five minutes or something. There's like the birth of the universe, and they get up to dinosaurs, and then one time a dinosaur doesn't kill another dinosaur when he's standing on his neck, and, uh, and we're like, what's yeah. up with that? Things go relatively so, unexplained. Or like, so the. Uh, so they, I can't give Tree of Life credit for that without giving the point a little bit of credit to mm. saying like mm. the way the emotions you feel are part of this larger cycle of the world that, yes. you, that goes around you, and you should feel a part of it and know that there's a there's a place for you. In fact, do you also like the circle of life? Uh, the song it, it moves the us all, Chris. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I love the circle. I'm in it. The song I as a kid liked, and watching and now I'm like that's a bunch of made up African language in the sure background. It is. <laughs> Uh, my buddy Drew's lyrics to that are calamari. He eats calamari. <laughs> calamari. He eats calamari. Is that front of the show, Drew? The fact that yeah. all, all the animals are so okay with this lion-based monarchy, I find offensive to my democratic <laughs> sensibilities as an American. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it, it's like it's, he's he's mostly a figurehead. It's more like the British monarchy. Like we all know, it's the it's the zebras who are so running super this country. In red. <laughs> Do you think there's an upper house and a lower house of like savanna animals? Oh yeah, definitely. I like like the upper house is like really like majestic big cats and stuff, and then the lower house is just like monkeys and and just just yeah throwing poo going crazy. And yet that's where the real work gets done. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's right. <laughs> the that's poop you want to make some laws, you're going to have to throw some poo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's amazing what local government can do for you, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a JFK beef side, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week talking about Waterworld, the movie, not the theme park. Uh, we can't wait. Uh, so, And that that is our completion of Hashtag Wet Month. And uh, it's been so much fun. And I'm looking forward to after that easy month. Easy okay. month's going to be so easy for one of us. At a time. It's going to be great. I, uh, and and it, this is pitched around you know, in the in the Weekly Weep. I do love the idea of month month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. M- movies... Movies where months pass, or movies with month in the title. Um, no, we've had good ones, but uh, Easy Month again is where one of us is not gonna watch or read the topic and just try to catch his catch can throughout the episode. Yep. And uh, one, one person playing uh, critical research failure each week, and we'll rotate. It's gonna be great. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there's so many good months coming up. I like month month. I love naive month where we read the fifth book of a series that we don't know anything about. Uh, so much good stuff. Um, oh, I love time travel month also. That'll be awesome. Uh, you guys ever done a, a month situation or a theme? We on the have our, our yeah, themes are, pretty, are, are much less specific. Yeah, we have Shocktober, which yep. is where we watch horror movies, which yes. we also do the rest of the year. So it's, <laughs> everyone gets excited about it. I like Shock March and Shockuary. <laughs> yeah. uh, lately in December, we've been doing Cage Miss. Nice. Where it's just Nicolas Cage. And in July, we usually do one movie for Cage Miss in July. And uh, <laughs> there's something. Since we usually do. Big budget movies. Yes, uh, we've been trying to do smaller movies one month of the year. I call it if we do it in September. I call it Small Vember. That's Dan right. Calls it Small Timber. <laughs> I, I think Small Vember is more correct. It sounds better. That's in so, September. So, check it out. <laughs> so you said you don't really do themes, and then you named six months out of the year that you're doing themes. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> what it really comes down to is uh, we uh, the themes kind of pop up on us and we're like oh we did two of the same type of the movie this month i guess that's the theme this time well that's how we that's how we picked this is we had two very wet things we're like well i guess it's wet month and then we got really excited <laughs> but we're trying to plan yeah the new the new thing is planning it out and mostly it's planning things that are easier for us hence easy month that's a great idea that's <laughs> a fantastic idea. we should do that uh so thank you so much for sponsoring this uh mike painter we really are for winning this sponsor mike you're a winner you. you're a winner Real winner. <laughs> you, you win, Mike. Uh, also, thanks to Adam Ochoa for falling out of the pipe. Uh, Ochoa! <laughs> oh, wait, can you give one more Ochoa scream? Ochoa! <laughs> oh, I hope he likes that. Um, <laughs> if that's not his ringtone, then he's a fool. Yeah, we're not good with MP3 clipping. But yeah, hopefully that is your ringtone, Adam. You deserve it. I love it. Um, and anytime someone lies to you, just yell your name and it'll fix it. <laughs> if you want to become a Meat Buddy, go to redistrict.com slash Meat Buddies. Even a dollar a month really helps us out. So anybody who wants, we really would appreciate it. And you get such fun things as being mentioned in the ad and maybe being used as a show for another company. Or another company. <laughs> or another fake ad, or a fake show for a real company. Yeah, exactly. That's a, anyway, it's going to be great. Thanks for sponsoring me. Uh, Chris, uh, at C. Walter Smith, thanks for being here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At Ezra Fox. Yep. And hey, Elliot Kalen from The Flophouse, at Elliot Kalen, and also uh, The Flophouse on all of your fine podcasting software solutions. So you guys are coming up on September... Which was yeah, small vember. Small vember. <laughs> I say small vember. My people say small vember, but Dan's people say small timber. <laughs> there's some there's some controversy in the, in the controversy in the flop community over the name. But so we'll be doing. Uh, so if people start who, who haven't listened to us before start listening to us uh, coming up in September. It'll be smaller, more uh, maybe more obscure movies than usual. Usually go for the bigger budget stuff, but the same, well the us. same flop house action. Oh yeah, it'll be the same in jokes, same lazy references, <laughs> Sa- same reaching for something to say about this the umpteenth movie that has a ghost in it. <laughs> same summary that lasts the entire show. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's not a bug. That's right. <laughs> also, you'll like, I think what you guys will like Cage Miss, because we, we are also fans of, of Cage. Yeah. We've done a lot of Cage that. He's a genuinely amazing actor who is genuinely talented and does not and it like a laser beam pointed at the wrong thing like that that talent can be used for damage or for fixing people's eyes <laughs> or sometimes he just doesn't give a fuck that's but, true well yeah. unfortunately sometimes it's you can tell it's like i did this job because i have to pay the back taxes yeah. on my castle <laughs> I, I think that, like if, if nick cage was a beverage it would be like you, you drink it you'd be like ah, never says no that's nick cage <laughs> yeah and uh, and but uh, John Cusack is quickly becoming the new Nick Cage. So Ooh, that's, that's a tip that's from true. the pro. Ooh, interesting. No. All right, well, so check out the check out the Flophouse, you guys. Thank you so much for finally uh, making the time for us, Elliot. We really appreciate it having you. Thank you. So you much were for having me. I loved it. It's a genuine pleasure. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.